This episode of the UNI podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Hi, this is Bifa Adijumo, host of the UNI podcast. Welcome to another episode. I should say welcome to the season finale. Yeah, this is going to be the final episode of the third season of the UNI podcast. Um, and it has been a wonderful journey. It has been a tough journey as well. It has been a, a journey where I have been playing with some certain issues where I have felt a drain in my energy towards podcasting and also, you know, a boost as well. So this season has been one where it's just me coming to you, coming to your ears at the time where I feel like I have something to say that is worthwhile. I have something that, you know, it's, I felt a conviction about. So um, on that note, I really want to appreciate everybody that stuck with me for this season. It's been tumultuous, but we are here at the season finale. For this season finale, I am going to be sharing a phone call I had with my brothers. So it's a phone call with my two younger brothers who, you know, a young basically and it was me trying to ask them questions about stuff that's going on in the world and about themselves and it made for an interesting conversation and i feel like it's like the perfect outro the perfect way to close the season because it's me with my family as always and um with you guys as well as my family for this platform and we just have a very honest and you know fun discussion about youth the way forward and stuff like that so i hope you enjoy this remember to subscribe to the podcast remember to share with your friends if this is your first time listening to the podcast welcome we appreciate that you're here i hope you enjoy this um if you do enjoy it please make sure you recommend it to your friends to your colleagues and as well subscribe share your comments share your thoughts you can always reach out to us you know our links and emails are going to be in the description to the episode and you always feel if you feel like you have something to say feel free to reach out to us about it so um without further ado let's get to the um episode where i recorded with my brothers and you know enjoy welcome to the you and i podcast um this is mifa Dijuma. Um, today I have a very special episode because I'm on the call with my two younger brothers, Adi and Silvanus. So um, I want to have like a quick, not quick, but a discussion with them about what it means to be, you know, their age and, um, you know, the things they go through and what they think about the world, the present day world as it is. So let's get to it. Um, quick one, Adi. Ade is my younger brother. So, Ade, quickly introduce yourself. Say a little thing about yourself. Well, my name is Ade Jumo Ade. Um, I'm an undergraduate student of University of Benin, Department of Medical and Research Science, 400 level. Then, I love football and Barcelona, basically. <laughs> They're studying, too. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. As of, so that's Ade. Um, Tableka, introduce yourself. Hello. Good evening, everyone. My yes. name is Ade Jumo Sivanus. I'm an undergraduate of Algae Polytechnic, civil engineering. So my hobbies, I love reading, love doing other interesting stuff. Just, just me. Makes sense, makes sense. So are they trying, try the talk out because, you know, you're not talking to babes here, you're talking to men, so I speak out, you understand, eh? 
Yeah. So, um, basically, the reason for this podcast was just, you know, because me, I feel to me, I don't be old. So I feel I don't get to on stage where we say, you know, I, I probably feel like there are some things I don't really understand about the age that you guys are in. You know, I think you're 22 now, Abby. Yes. Probably are the same age or a year older or something. A year older. A year I mean, older. I know they remember on our age again. But anyways, how has it been for you with all the whole, okay, let's look at the world as it is now. You know, basically, it's a youth-oriented world. A lot of youths are doing good stuff. And a lot of youths are also doing bad stuff, as it were. So how has it been for you navigating it? And I'll start with Ade here, like... Um, well, basically, like, it's like the common text of being a young a young guy, if I may say. Like, there's always this intention to always have fun, try out new things. Yeah. And um, whether good or bad, sometimes like you tend to go towards the bad side most often. But like basically, what I do or how I keep myself in check is just like a basic economics principle. Like I draw a scale of preference, then mm. take both scenarios like a step further. If I do this, like what are the possible implications, and see how far or how much implications I can forecast mm. for a given action. And if basically the good outweighs the bad, okay, I cannot, okay, this is the right step. Or if it's the other way around, I can just like hang on a bit then, maybe cancel that thoughts entirely or just conclude that for now or at that spot that I mean, that's not the right time for that. So basically that's how I just juggle some kind of things with the pressures and everything, just creating balance, a skill of process. Mm. Just say you know suppose they study economics because this one I just do not they give us lecture. I don't understand. <laughs> but but I, I, I get the whole balance scale of preference things and it's I think it's a very dope, you know, a dope mindset. Like I'm actually very proud of you for that because me I at age twenty two I don't get any balance scale of preference nothing. You <laughs> 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 don't be say but but again, before I go to Tobleka, let me ask this thing. When you say balance scale of preference Let's let's try to be very honest here. We know we we come from a family that you know money no day, more just day honest. Like it's not as if there is one million something hanging around. So, yes. do you think that this your you know this your idea of you know finding the balance, the scale of preference? Do you think it would be the same thing if you are in a situation where you had the the um the capacity to make expenses like? Imagine, basically imagine being from an affluent home. Would this still be your idea of, you know, handling pressure? Or do you think that the fact that, you know, you know for a fact that there's not, there's, your papa no get one, you know, big company anywhere or something, do you think that also applies to why you're more careful in terms of your steps? Um, and yeah, I would say yes. Mm. Yes. Having that thought. Mm. Um, at the back of your mind, like, <laughs> well, I say kind of makes the decision even easier. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yes, because you know that where you are coming from, there's actually like not everything in abundance. Mm. So you just have to like think every step wisely. Then even if it was the other way around, I think that it depends on probably the family values. 
Mm. So for a fact, I know that the family values like were instilled with are like I can say perfect. So even if it was from a rich home or a poor home, I guess with those same family values and if we still have our same parents like we're actually enjoying now. Yeah. Um I'll still make the same decisions, whether in the midst of plenty or scarce. I don't think I was thinking the same situation. You're a better person than I'm a better person what is your strategy? Already we know how this strategy is, you know, scale of preference balance. Is it the same for you? Uh, well, a few parts is mm-hmm. the same. But one other thing I think I've been using is that you have to actually know yourself. Mm. You know that even if you are among the crowd, you have to watch, you have to still stand. There are some kind of decisions you still have to make. Yes, it's sometimes it's very important to listen to others, but at some point also you are, you you still have to know that sometimes it takes confidence for you to stand. Mm. So to stand is very very important. So there are so many things that might happen. So it takes uh, courage and confidence for someone to stand. So even if you have lots of friends, you see lots of things, things going here and there, bad things and so on and so forth. It takes courage for individual to stand. So that's one of the major things that have been helping. Right, is this, this, this. I just have to stand. I know there's somewhere I'm heading to. Mm. So I just got to stand in everything. That's, that's, that's profound, you know, being able to know that, okay, as much as you listen to other people, also know yourself. That's dope. Yeah. Public, I don't need to preach for us, Pastor. Speaking of preaching, I know for I know I know that you as you know public you have a very I know this it's the same for Ade, I'm guessing, but I'm not too sure. Ade always sometimes they do sometimes. Okay. I know for you, you have a very strong religious background when it comes to things. So Yes, yes. So that's good. I I appreciate that. And I, I don't know. Are they? Is it the same for you? Uh, no, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. More of logic. But <laughs> now I don't allow those religious things to affect me again in my okay, okay. That's that's good. That's good. That's good. But yes, I, basically, I know you have a religious, but like you, you believe in something, which is good. So what I wanted to ask is with regards to that. How do you now, and this is, I want to make it more, you know, fluid because we are guys here, so let's talk about it. How do you deal with attraction, you know, to the opposite sex, obviously, if that's your thing? Like, how do you deal with that? How do you, because at your age, at this age, you know, young men, it is going to be one of the topmost things in your mind. Let's not even deny there's no two ways about it. At this age, the hormones are raging, you know. Now, now you didn't notice, say, okay, I get a fine one kind or something like that. So, how do you balance the, how do you deal with that? 
are you the player, player boy on the low something, or are you the one that is, oh, I'm going to church, I will not go to party, or I don't like women, or I don't talk to women. So how do you, and I'm going with you to make affairs because, you know, based on your religious strength, based on the fact that you believe in something, and I know you believe in the Bible, so how do you deal with that? Yes, thank you. So, and <laughs> it, it actually does not been easy, just like you said. So, we're, I'm kind of religious, but I'm trying to break away from it. So, you know, so growing up, going to church, all this kind of thing, we're told some kind of things. And I think those doctrines, if I may say, I've shaped my life a little bit. And so when it comes to attraction with ladies and so on, from what I have learned, it's a forbidden issue. It's no go area. So there are, <laughs> it's no go area. There are no things, no time to just mention some of those things that we are told, don't do this, don't do this. But growing older, I've read, read a lot of books and I've known better there are some things that I've got to know that I didn't know before because I was just religious, my eyes were just blind, just following, 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 following. But now when it comes to attraction, yes, we are all humans. We have those hormones, we have those um, those cravings and so on and so forth. But we still have, as I said, the will of self-control. There are so many ladies I like. There are so many ladies I caution. And yet... But I see sometimes I still have the I don't have the uh, oh let's say the confidence to tell them <laughs> <laughs> because of the religious stuff. So it 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 has been hard trying to break away from those 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 stuff that religious stuff that shyness because that's how I've been brought up. Yeah. It's very hard to even to even talk to a lady even if I like her. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Well, we have seen it as it is, you know, don't go deal. It's no go area. Mm. So, but now I think it's part of us as humans. It's natural. Mm. But what we do afterwards is what matters a lot. How we take care of those hormones, those cravings, and so on and so forth. Yeah, that's 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 true. That's true. So, um. Let me let me go to Ade. I know Ade. Ade has. I feel like Ade has a hint of player boy in him. Like he did. <laughs> so let's go and confirm my day. So Ade, how about you? Like you're in a university. University of Benin is huge. From every, yeah. from people from all walks of life, fine girls. And you know, they Benin get fine girls. Where, like nobody, nobody get fine girls. Nobody say. So how do you deal with it? Like how are you? Are you the kind of person who is prudent and be like, you know what, I don't want any of this, everything is, let me just face my studies? Or are you this kind of person that actually thinks that, okay, you know, this is also part of the learning experience, this is also part of being human? Like, so how do you deal with it? I'll go with the second option, like, <laughs> part of being human. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to <laughs> But, like, yeah, it's part of the learning experience, I will... You have to like not take enough learning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need to learn for this one. <laughs> no, exactly. So like, um, like I have the mindset that 
I can there are some at this point like I'm not like basically I would say I'm not like a child anymore. Okay. So at least to an extent I can handle my my affairs, I can keep my shit together. Okay. Like I know my priority, my academics. Yeah. Then also like the other stuff. <laughs> so the point is like I feel that anybody I'm attracting or anybody I'm attracted to has to have something like nice in them. The fact that I'm attracted to you means like you have something nice. I just have this feeling that okay, it's going to be worth it. And like I said, and you are learning, but don't learn too much. <laughs> one at a time. Like, just take one and focus on one. If it works out, fine. You guys can continue from there. But you guys should always have a... Well, there must be a limit to everything, sir. You know the boundaries for this stage. I feel like this stage, any relationship at this stage, you have a boundary. So mm-hmm. after university, you can exceed that boundary and go further. But for sanity and peace of mind, just a little bit of learning, one enough. Then you see how it goes. If it goes well, fine, and you guys can continue, fine. If it does not go well, you lock up and move on. Hmm. Okay. So let me even ask this question. This one goes for two of you. Who, who amongst you is in a relationship right now? Mm-hmm. I was with me. Okay. Oh, me, okay. yeah, I'm not. Too. <laughs> I don't have deliver. <laughs> Okay, but at least you are learning deliver, so that's that's what's more important. I'll teach her deliver. Yes, you you get lessons from a day, so let that brace of me the teacher alpha. But that's that's dope, that's dope. So um, I want to switch now to ask some you know what I feel are like pertinent questions because the reason I want to ask this is I want to kind of get you guys' mindset on some of what what is a huge deal in the world right now. So number one. I want to ask about feminism. I know it's something. The reason I want to ask is I want to understand what you think about it. When you hear the word feminism, what comes to your mind? What do you think about it? What do you, you know, envision? What is your thoughts on it? What is your thoughts on the movement and everything? I'll start with Adi. Well, <laughs> feminism, feminism. I pass. Like the basic or the basic foundation of the movement or the ideologies per se is actually like founded, is related, is understandable. Like in some aspect, and there are facts that we can say they are being neglected or something of that sort. But I think most of, I would say the fan base of feminism have like misplaced priorities. Mm. Like most of the fan base or the followers, not the actual inceptors of this stuff. Most of them don't actually know the basis or the ideologies behind feminism. Nowadays now they take every minor thing done to them as being against them. So but, but then I, let me cut you there, but then when you say they take every minor thing done to them as being against them, do you think that those of us outside the movement of feminism, when it come when I mean outside the movement like those of us that are men we know that there, there is male privilege. Do you think that we, we actually have a right to tell them that, okay, this thing that you're vexing for is too small for you to vex for it? Do you think we do? Mm, not, not, not really. Not really. Okay. It's not, I'll, I'll just put it like, it's not in our place to see it. Okay. 
because to an extent, uh, this is kind of obvious. It's glaring that this is how it is. And mm. for now, like the country itself has not got itself together to even handle the basic, their basic affairs. Mm. The case of trying to create equality in things that are actually that's 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 <laughs> so we don't have to tell them that this is your place or this I should be. It's very glaring. It's obvious. But at least if the ideologies or the foundation behind or behind the feminism and their fan base can be in tandem, mm. then probably like in the next few years, uh, they will get something positive. But for now, the, <laughs> the movement is not in harmony. Yeah, really, coming on track. Really, coming on track. That's my opinion, though. Yeah, that's 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 fair, fair enough, fair enough. What about you, Tom? Yeah. So, what about you? What any thoughts on feminism? What 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 do you think about feminism? And, what do I have to say? Sir? <laughs> feminism. Well, I just I just follow up on feminism. Okay. I just say that uh, the opposite sex fighting for equality and so on and so forth, that's their business anyway for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's their business. Okay. I don't care what they decide and what they decide. So for me, there are more pressing issues to deal with than feminism. But then, when you say there are more pressing issues, is that not enough pressing issue to say, okay, um, we want equal rights, we want to be treated fairly, we want, it, we want to be treated as though, you know, basically we are, uh, we want to be treated the same way men are treated, you know, male privilege, we want that to be abolished and stuff. Don't you think those are enough pressing issues for women to, to actually be facing right now? Mm, no, not really. For me, what what are they really um, actually and fighting for for equality? Quality of what to be treated equally as in public in political? No, basically, it's it, it's the idea that for the longest time women have always been seen as second class citizens to men. So the yeah. fight is that. Everybody is equal. Don't treat don't treat men like a special breed of people and women like people who are like servants to men. So basically, that's it. So don't you think that is enough reason for people to decide? Okay, we want to be pushing this movement. I mean, it's it's okay to say okay, there are other pressing issues, but the fact that my hand is paining me, right? Say my hand is paining me. And then I discover that my head is also paining me. The fact that I'm treating my head doesn't mean I should not treat my hand, right? True. Yeah, so basically that's, I think, for me, that's where it's a big issue. Because, yes, you can say, okay, there are other pressing issues, but even if it's your small toe that is paining you, you try to treat it now so that the body can be, you know, whole, basically. So when you say something like, oh, well, there are other pressing issues, I agreed, but... It, one person issue does not stop the other person issue from being from being you know spoken about or treated as well. So yes, I, I understand that you know sometimes it, it feels like and this is again I think one thing that I should point out at, at least for those listening is that we are speaking from the male perspective, so there is not much that we know about it. 
you know, there's not much that we can, I think only a woman can actually tell you what goes on the discrimination, the face, you know, yeah. and, you know, people imagine being in a place where the only thing people see about you is how you look, you know, they don't care what is upstairs, don't care how you, um, how intelligent you are, people just see you yeah. or imagine being molested, you go to an office, and I'm sure you guys are, you know, you guys are students, I'm sure you see this everywhere. You know, even in, on campus, even with lecturers. So I, I, I feel like as much as we might say, oh, there are other person issues, it doesn't stop this one from being a person issue. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, again, I, I, I understand that it's a lot because everybody has their own thing. You know, everybody has things going on in their own life, but it does help for us to, you know, take a moment to consider that yes. These people, as as much as we say their priorities might be skewed or something, they also have something to talk about, and it makes sense that we should, you know, even if we cannot help, we should at least empathize and listen. Abby. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, let me go straight to the next one. Next, now I wanted to talk about, which is Nigeria, <laughs> the situation of Nigeria, and I'm going to start with Tobika. This one, like, what are your thoughts on? what is happening in Nigeria, everything that is happening in Nigeria. And do you think, do you have like, and this is just me speedballing, do you, do you have any ideas that you think, okay, why are people not thinking of this way forward or something like that? So let's go. Oh, okay. So when it comes to the issue of Nigeria, uh, we are waiting, we are waiting to run away. We <laughs> I've gathered my load. <laughs> we are ready to move. <laughs> but the country has been in a has been in a mess. It's a shame. Mm. We are supposed to be upgrading. I was telling someone that it looks as if the days of our fathers is even better than now. Mm. It is not supposed to be so. We are supposed to be moving forward, forward. But the reverse is the case. It seems nothing is even working in the country. And I really don't know. And the problem is that we continue blaming the the men at the top. Our our boo boo continue blaming <laughs> him that that because of him the country is a mess. But the issue is that Nigeria has a very big problem. I don't know. Um, you may say I'm religious, but we need to start from the scratch again. Maybe just wiping out like flood. Those white all of us out. Because, in my own opinion, you think they put any other person in jail, which is the same thing we see happen. We are Nigerians. I think one mentality has affected all of us. Like young person, we have been crying. The youth will do better. The youth will do better. But I feel that even if the youth is there, it's the same thing that we what that we happen in this country. I don't know, maybe the country has missed it right from time past. Independence they were fighting for. I think so not yet time for the independence. We're just like greedy. Let's just be free. But they had no plans for the future. They had no plans. I think it was only for themselves. They had plans. So but it was not for the future. And this is how we have this what as resulted with that, and here we are now we are in the country. Everybody is crying. We see insecurity a problem. You cannot just travel short distance, mm. especially in the north. Mm. You may go to school and you may not return. You may just go out and you may say, Ah, today I've gone out to 
I'm not sure I'm going to return back. Why? Because of insecurity. Mm. There's no guarantee that you may return back home safely. And you see the education again. I'm always complaining concerning the education. Education is a problem. For me, eh, not, just, not that I'm watching down our education, but we are wasting time there. Mm. We are wasting time. For me, we are wasting time. The, the education is nothing to write home about. And every year, people are still writing, individuals are still writing jams. So students are still writing jams. We are moving ourselves into the university. And at the end, lots of graduates will come outside again. With first class, with distinctions, nothing to write them about. Mm-hmm. So, and what again, there are so many, our economy again. So, there are so many challenges. So what, 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 is the way for, what would you suggest? Is it the flooding? You want everywhere to flood? No, <laughs> oh, I was just joking there. But the only suggestion, I'm, the way I'm seeing the country now, from our perspective, there's no one leader that can watch, that can actually. Rule Nigeria. There's no one leader because they are divided. Do you, support, not, do you support us seceding? You want the country to be divided? Do you do you think that would be a better option? That you know, everybody goes to their own country. Biafrans become Biafrans, and then you know, Southerners become Southerners, and then the North become. Or do you think do you think that would work? Do you think that would be a good solution? Yes, for me, it's going to be a good solution. Oh, Buhari will not come and arrest me and his people. Well, for me, they should just divide. Mm. I tired of all this rubbish, all this killing here and there, complaining here and there. You know, should go there with the Igbos. Who wants to divide, should divide. Who will survive, will survive. Many countries have divided. It should just divide instead of this thing. Because for me, there's no way forward now. And I don't want to be religious, but we are about to say there is hope for Nigeria, there is hope for Nigeria. So we are still looking for that hope. But for me, in my own opinion, Nigeria, no one ruler can rule it. Because even if there's one ruler from another place again, we are still going to complain. This might not from our side. That has always been the problem. Same thing, not to not agree. The both do not agree. So the just divide and let's go our separate ways. It's going to be better. Any side that wants to suffer, any suffer. <laughs> well, <laughs> well are, are they, do you agree with Tomlika on this one that um, Nigeria should divide? What, what are your thoughts? Concerning Nigeria, like, <laughs> the, the problem is obviously deep-rooted. Hmm. There's, there's this saying that, like, a country gets the leaders they deserve. Hmm. So, <laughs> to an extent, you can say, like, you deserve what you are getting. Because if you look at it, like, the problem of Nigeria is more than the leaders. It boils down to we as individuals. There's this tendency of oppressing ourselves. <laughs> Even those that have nothing, we oppress those that at least they have more than. So, like, that's basically the issue. Like you said, about the division and the secession, like that's not like logical. That's not be. That's not the way forward. There are several countries. Like take for for example, America. For example, America is bigger than Nigeria now, yeah. and things are things are moving fine. Why? Because they have the structures in place. They have the facilities in place. They have the ways things are done. But basically, for Nigeria, we're just seeing or we're using our country as a short-term property. Like mm-hmm. let me just do my part. And go. I don't care if it works. As long as it works for me, anybody that is coming back or anybody that is taking over, anywhere it gets to and it stops, 
it's his own duty to fix it. So until we like look beyond that um, short-term goal, mm. like things will, like will not get better. Like the big question like every Nigerian asks is like, what is in it for me? What do I get out of this stuff? What do I get out of this stuff? But that in its own is not a bad question because like normally if you have value to offer, you have the right to ask what is in it for me if I do this stuff for you. True, true. But the problem of Nigeria, where we are asking what is in it for me when we've actually not done anything, when we're actually not giving any value. So that's what is killing this country. Ah, so, I did for president. <laughs> but that's like that's really profound. Like it makes a lot of sense. Even what um, because here's the thing for me, I feel like both solutions are are very viable. It is possible that the country could things might get more stable if the north faces the north, the south faces the south, the east and the west face themselves. That's also very viable because again, we cannot deny the fact that this all these intertribal issues stems yeah. from the fact that we are not actually united. And then again, to, to to your point, there is this inherent desire of Nigerians to just want to oppress. You know, and it, yeah. it's it's sad. It's really really sad. So I, I would ask this though: Do you, if if we have, let's write off the old people and say all of them they are no correct. Do you think? And I think Chublik I mentioned this already. He said even the youths that our heads have no correct. But do you think that we we have a crop of youths like people your age, you know, people your age and coming up, people my age that would do something better? Do you think we we are we, we we've educated ourselves because a lot of us are on the internet, a lot of us are reading a lot of stuff. Yeah. You think you've educated ourselves well enough to be self-aware, to be really, you know ideological that we can make a change to this country or do you think most of us are just deluding ourselves um yeah we can well, like the main issue that we are currently having is that that platform like is not yet is not developed yet mm-hmm. and before that platform gets ready said those that are willing or those that can make an impact would have actually left the country because there's nobody that would want to make an impact in Nigeria and, and receive the opportunity of going outside the country. I'll not be like, okay, yeah. let me stay back and try to uh, fix Nigeria before I think of... Because the country is not pretty now. They go, if you will kill yourself. So, most youths that can actually make impact uh, in one way or the other, not in Nigeria, that's it. And from the way things are going, the youths that are left behind to actually even salvage the situation or even going haywire. So hmm. I agree with Sivanos to an extent when he says that even if the old set of people are to leave and those of us in Nigeria or the youth in Nigeria are giving the opportunity to take over, this might even get worse hmm. than what you are expressing. Because for youth now, like the level of misplaced priorities on it is very high. <laughs> now just to make money in everybody's mind, it's just the fact. Exactly. Exactly. The point is just like getting money, getting money, getting money. Some of them, like recently I was speaking to like, or I read some guys talking. Yeah, I was saying like, if he gets the chance, or even if his dad gets the chance to be in a public office, and father does not embezzle money, they will disown his father. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, shocked. And it was a youth saying he would disown his father for not embezzling money. That obviously means that if he as a youth is giving the opportunity to going to a position that can actually be effective. You will not think about like the 
substance of his position, we just go there and embrace you, probably double or triple mm. that that his father would have <laughs> done. So basically, the issue I'm having, like, definitely there are youths that can bring change, but the sad truth is that the population of those youths is depleted. So everybody Nigeria. Unless we are in, importing our solutions from outside. And when they get over there, because they have values to offer, those guys over there, they appreciate values. So definitely they, they won't let them go back here. Mm. So it's just like once they've gone, we've lost them for good. So it's just left for us that are still around to fix our shit together. Well, obviously, probably I'm not. I'm not planning to be part of that fixing shop. <laughs> I'll try to fix from afar. <laughs> That's my plan. Uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll you know, you know, in all, in all, packing back the rest of the world. Oh, but it's it's really it's really strange because a, again, I, I I agree with you that yes, there are youths that we we as youths we are capable of making that change. But I think my my biggest issue is the fact that a lot of us are not even. That's self-aware. A lot of us are still very much moved by, you know, the idea of being, you know, being the one that will be standouts and, you know, the one that everybody will be. So the, the idea of community as, you know, youths with one voice is still not there. And I think that's very, very important. If we are, if we are even going to be able to, you know, crack into that political echelon that we are saying, okay, we want to yeah. change them or stuff. Because again, even during the NSAS issues, we found different sects of people just different yeah, sects of you yeah. trying to fight each other. Or all these little things, these warring factions are not helping. Because it just goes to show that we are not even in, you know, in tandem, as you would say. We are not one. We are not. Yeah. So how do we how do we break into something when we cannot, you know, be be a force together to at least form the kind of um, metaphoric fist that would, you know, break that thing. So it's just that, and I feel like. I, I really hope, I'm not optimistic, but I hope that we we'll get to a point where we can actually say, you know what, we can do this stuff. But till then, Sha. So, um, thank you guys for, you know, being on this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been eye opening. Uh, so now I know that Sivanu's bag is packed to leave Nigeria. So, <laughs> so, um, I would yeah, Sivanus is not uh, patriotic at all. Not like, no, he was, initially, he was the one that was very patriotic. I was never patriotic. Are you serious? Like, my plan was just to, like, go and leave. He <laughs> was the one that was always kind of Nigerian and Nigerian. I was shocked. So, Sivanus, what's your plan? I think I'll be Nelson Mandela who goes out Nigeria. <laughs> 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 uh, so, what's your What's your change now? Why you going to decide to be, you know, um, what do you mean, I'm saying now? That dream. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm giving up. It's all good. It's all good. Like I feel, I I, I think it's understandable that, and th- for me, I think this is the mindset of so many youths. Like we've gotten to that stage where it's like, man, I know if like I know if die for Nigeria, and that's just the fact. Like I can't, I can't die for. Like it's the country is so fucked up that you can't even, you don't have people who are willing to put themselves out there. Even in terms of politics, structure effect change. Like, because first and foremost, we know say the country will frustrate you. Like, everything will frustrate you. Starting with, like, imagine the fact that they are banning Twitter, banning Twitter, social media platform. 
while people are still hungry, while education is still a mess, you go and ban Twitter because they deleted President Street. Like, the priorities are not just there. So, if, yeah. in a country like that, it's like, man, may I give up for these people? Like, it's... Uh, we never can tell. Maybe maybe a messiah will drop from the sky and help things change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 someone said, Nigeria is is not the, is not a country. It's the people. So we can start Nigeria somewhere else. Then we'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So uh, thank you guys so much. Like, I appreciate the time. I really do. Thank you guys for being honest, for being open, and for sharing your thoughts. Um, again, anybody listening to this, this has been me having a discussion with my brothers, Silvanus and Ade. Ade is, you know, a young man who is possibly a player, is a young man who is possibly a pastor or a retired pastor because now in the I say, Baba, don't change my words. <laughs> so um, I'll share their social media handles with um, on the description of this episode. You can reach out to them. As you can hear, they get sense. Nobody says no get sense. They get sense. So um, at least I know, say, people from my family get sense. So I don't know about the rest of you listening, but people from my family get sense. They start think their own thoughts. And I think that's the most important thing. Like, one thing I got that I'm glad about this conversation is that it is very obvious that you guys are, you know, self-aware, reading, you know, being aware of what's going on around you. And that's really great. That's one very important thing. Like, do not shy away, basically, from reading stuff, from, you know, trying to learn new things, trying to change your mind about things you thought you knew before, which is something that Oblika, you know, talked about, you know, the fact that, you know, before he was like this, like this, but now at least keeping an open mind to a lot of things. So it's very, very important, and I appreciate it. So without further ado, thank you guys for coming with the podcast. Um, hope to have yep. you again very soon when we have something yep. pressing to discuss. Yes. yes. It's about Nigeria. We're always ready. Until then, Shah, I appreciate you guys for being on the call and um, have a good and wonderful night rest. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So is it the same to me? <laughs> So that was it. Um, an amazing episode, in my opinion, with my younger brothers. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I did because it was really fun. Um, I, I would say this, though. Um, for me, recording it and hearing their thoughts and opinion, I was really proud. I was really, really proud of the fact that um, I had siblings who were not only articulating their own rights, but, you know, able to actually sound sensible, you know? And it was really a proud moment for me to hear my brothers talk about, you know, the state of affairs of the nation, you know, their dealings with, uh, or their struggles with, you know, being youths and, you know, and just basically their general ideology was, was dope hearing from them, hearing how, you know, independent in thought they are. And it was, it was really nice. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Again, this is the end of the third season of the podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed all of the episodes we've churned out. Um, the next season is going to be coming out soon. I'll send out a, a blog post about that. But for now, I wish you guys all the best. If you've missed any episode before, this is the time to go back, binge on other episodes, other seasons, and have fun. I wish you guys all the best. Please stay safe. Keep loving yourself. Keep staying steadfast in your beliefs. And um, be good. Cheers.
This episode of the UNI podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs>